91.3 FM stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and a very good evening. Just gone 17 minutes past eight. You're listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to the past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh, and my tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking football and cricket tonight. My guest is the former Batswood defender and Western Province fast bowler, Vinnie Barnes. But before, before I chat to uh, Vinnie, let's catch up with the latest news coming through from today. There was a double header in the IPL today. The Rajasthan Royals beat the Sun rises Hyderabad by five wickets in the uh, first match. Uh, there was a top-of-the-table clash in the second game, uh, that one going to the Mumbai Indians. They beat the Delhi Daredevils by five wickets. Rafael Nadal making history equal Roger Federer's record of 20 grand slams after uh, beating Novak Djokovic, 6-love, six 6-2 six and a 7-5. Pretty easy win there in the end. Also his 13th French Open a title. Lewis Hamilton also equal Michael Schumacher's record of 91 Grand Prix wins after winning the Eiffel Grand Prix Bafana Bafana, well, they lost 2-1 to Zambia in an international friendly match at the Royal Bafokeng Stadium. In some results from the Nations League, Netherlands and Bosnia-Herzegovina, Bosnia they played to a goalless draw in League A, a Group 1. In League A, Group 2, England beat Belgium there 2-1. And uh, the match between uh, France and Portugal gets underway later on at about quarter to nine. And the Bledisloe Cup match between New Zealand and Australia ended at 16-all. Time uh, now to say a very good evening to uh, Vinnie Barnes. Thanks for chatting to me tonight on Voice of the Cape. Thanks very much, um, Feroz, and good evening, listeners. Now, you can join the conversation as well. You can call 021-442-3530 or WhatsApp 072-238-0712 for any comments or uh, questions there. Now, Vinnie, let's uh, start off with your football career first. Uh, was Batsworth the only team you played for from junior level to seniors uh, to the pro ranks? Yeah, um, I was... I grew up in a in a Batswood home and um, was always going to play for Batswood and Batswood being the only football club that I played for um, throughout my life. Now, we had some Batswood players as well in uh, Suri uh, previously, Adib Abrams, Roger Lynx. There's been comments coming through from some of the list. I think one in particular, and I'm, I need to ask this, uh, he apparently played for Clarewood. Now, was Clarewood one of the arrivals during your amateur days? Apparently, Clarewood gave you guys uh, quite a run for your money. Um Who's Claywood? <laughs> okay, so that answers that. Yeah, no, Claywood, Claywood was a, um, you know, in our amateur, in our amateur day, Claywood was one of the top sides and um, he had some very good players. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah they, they gave us some tough games. Now, uh, Batsford was rather a late entry into the FPL, but you guys dominated from uh, the get-go, winning the treble in 1989. Uh, that was an awesome achievement uh, for first-timers into the Federation. Just a pity you guys came in so late. Yeah, um, it was never... Uh, I'm not sure it wasn't a thought, really, until um, we lost in the playoffs. Uh, it meant that we had to go and play uh, out of the Super League and play football back at the district, you know, domestically. And um, it was that was then we felt that, you know, we could play pro and, and sort of research that and got some more information on it and uh, eventually turned pro and 
yeah, look, I mean, it's <laughs> I played two years um, for the for the pro side and not a bad wall of five trophies. So triple and the, um, the treble and the, and the double the following year. Yeah, so, no, fantastic. I mean, you guys, like I said, you guys dominated. Well, most of the Cape teams did dominate in the Federation. Go back from Glenville, Glendine, Cape Town Spurs, uh, Santos, and of course, uh, Batsville as well. Besides winning those trophies, now, can you share some of your experiences? Firstly, playing with your teammates and then other teams and the atmosphere at the various grounds you played at in the uh, Federation. Yeah, um, to me, you know, I never, I never gave um, playing pro football a... Much of a thought, um, you know, playing with, with my bachelor mates. Um, I was fortunate to play with an amazing football football team in in the in the in the eighties, and um, and I was also playing cricket. So pro football was not really part of my thoughts until we we turned pro as a as as a, as a club. Yeah, and look, it's um, it was one of my favourite grounds is obviously Athlone Stadium, which was, became pretty much our home ground. Mm. Um, as an amateur club and as a professional club, but um, like I said, it, it was really only two years uh, for me. And and once Unity came about um, in ninety one, ninety two, cricket now became my life. So I was I went back to playing amateur football again, but um, but cricket had now taken over. Now apparently, you guys as batsmen were trendsetters back in the days. Apparently, from amateur days, because apparently you guys used to train about four days a week. Uh, you know, you you were neatly attired track suits, uh, blazers and stuff like that. That must have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, we took a lot of pride in the in the way we looked. Um, and we, we, but I mean, we had this, we, uh, we, our motto is uh, we let others follow. And we went through, that's the, that the, just set the trend. And, and as you said, um, looked good um, besides playing, playing good football. Um, yeah, I mean, we came to games, big games with, you know, with, um, with our, with our suits on, our blazers and our ties, and it looks smart, you know, and it's and sometimes intimidating to your, to your <laughs> opposition. No, fantastic. Now, with the unification upon us, Batswood were one of the teams left out of the selected teams that would would eventually go on to play in the uh, NSL. Did you stay uh, with that team during that period where they almost won promotion to the NSL and, of course, uh, had to move back in the amateur ranks? No, um, I left um, at the end of the second year. Um, I played two years. We won a treble that year, and the following year, we won the two knockout trophies. And that was me, that was from the end. Um, football, I mean, cricket had become unified, and I was still playing provincial cricket. So um, before we could play six months and six months, football and cricket, but this was no longer the case. And professional football was now going to be, um, you know, obviously I was quite heavily involved in cricket and, and was still playing, and um, there was going to be a massive clash. So, you know, football, although it was my fashion, um, had to take the back seat because I was coaching as well. Mm. I, was, I was quite heavily involved in coaching at cricket at that level, though I was still playing. You know, I, I must ask, obviously I think back in the day it was different because football was winter season and, and uh, cricket was in the summer, unlike now where it normally overlaps. And if you train four days a week and then obviously cricket, you, you spend a lot of time on the field. We did, um, and you know, I think it was Roger and um, Adib spoke about the amount of times we practice. It's true. I mean, we practice almost every night, and I was probably the the, the good thing about that is that um, it kept me fit as a cricketer. I mean, mm. we might think you're playing football, but how did it help your bowling? Um, it was to me fast bowling. Um, it's about your core and and your legs. Um, the upper body is fair enough. Some people prefer being strong at the top. Some people. I was I was quite lean, so um, 
but I could go fast. Yeah. But cricket, I mean, really, my football training was, um, you know, kept me fit, and and that's all I did really. I didn't do anything spectacular. I didn't go to gym. I, w- I haven't set a foot in the gym. <laughs> I better keep quiet and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you'll be remembered by many, uh, though, as uh, that fearsome fast bowler, that terrorised batsman for Western Province from the late seventies to unification. Uh, maybe just after that as well. But before we get into that, uh, I must ask: Did you always want to bowl fast? Were you always, you know, wanting to be a, a fast bowler? Uh, or, you know, what made you just, you know, the reason why I ask that is many of the guys I've chatted to you, uh, most of them were, of, of course, footballers, but they ended up playing in positions that they didn't start off initially. So that's why I'm asking you, were you always a fast bowler? Did you always want to run in and, and bang that ball in? Yeah. <laughs> um, all I wanted to do was, um, um, as a fast bowler, was to bowl as fast as I could. Um, and I'm I'm pretty, you know I'm I'm, I'm grateful that um, coaches or, or people who got involved in my career or, or people who captained me never stopped me from doing that. It's easy these days with with coaching, and it happens quite often where you know the coaches try to ensure that the players got more control and then try and bowl fast. It's difficult to coach people to bowl fast if you don't have it naturally. Um, it's a lot easier to control somebody who's was wayward and so I get excited about people uh, as a bowling coach I get very excited about people who can bowl fast even if they're playing against me um, I used to watch you know when I was with the Proteus and uh, Shoei Bacta and Brett Lee and these guys bowled to our batters mm. um, I still used to excite me to see these guys running so all I wanted to do was to bowl as fast as I can and and uh, destroy your batsman. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get into your your, your provincial uh, career, talk to talk to us about uh, some of the teams you played for. You mentioned uh, Montrose, and talk to us about the, some of the teams you played for because before we get into the your days with Western Province. Yeah, so I started um, I started with Victoria Cricket Club. Um, Adib Adib Aaron actually um, introduced me to. Um, well, he saw my potential in the in the street uh, street battles, and so um, decided to introduce me to. I wasn't inter- I, in fact, I didn't think much about playing club cricket. All I wanted to do was play football, and um, Adib took me to the Victoria Cricket Club where he was playing, and um, that's where it started. And it was quite late; in I was thirteen years old when I started playing, and um, probably played with. It's my, my football career sort of mirrors my 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 cricket career because. I got to the age of 16 and I was playing first team, so it was football and cricket. Mm. And um, yeah, so that was with, with Victoria. Um, a lot of the a lot of the gentlemen in the change room when I got into the first team at Victoria, I didn't know who they were, and some of them were were like heroes, you know, mm. legends in the game. And um, so that was that was my introdu- introduction for the following year. Um, at the age of 17, I think I made my provincial debut, which was even more daunting. Um, sitting in a change room with <laughs> real heroes now. I mean, these are legends, the Majid brothers, the Prima Isaacs, you know, Lefty, Lefty Adams and these mm-hmm. guys. And um, now I'm sitting in a change room with these guys who I've only just read about and seen and admired. And uh-huh. um, so it's the same. It's the same with my football career, which was the same. I mean, I, as a 16-year-old, got into, I played fullback most, I mean, sorry, centre-back most of my life and um, got old into the first team as a 16 year old and then played right back mm. um, I could, in fact I couldn't get back into the centre back position because there was very good centre backs 
um, over the years with Batsun. And um, so as a youngster, that was my introduction to, to the, the two sports. Cricket, um, early 80s, I moved to Montrose. Middle of the 80s, I played for, I, I went to Transvaal for two years. And in that two years, I played cricket overseas as well. So um, I missed two years of football back here. And, um, um, but that was two very important years for me, um, playing cricket overseas, getting an opportunity to do that, and, um, and getting qualified as a coach as well. Yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, let's look at some of your stats now for uh, Western Province. 323 wickets in 68 matches, 24 five-wicket hauls, 10 wickets in a match on six occasions. Best bowling of nine for 46 against Natal. <laughs> you loved bowling against Natal at an average of 11.95. You were the leading wicket-taker in the history of the Hour Bowl and was a leading wicket-taker on three occasions. 41 wickets, 82-83. Joint top wicket-taker, 85-86. With Trevor Leroux, I think he was gone to Natal at the time. Jack Manak, Transvaal with 36 wickets and 86-87 with 42 wickets. <laughs> Those are some uh, brilliant statistics there. Do you do you really pay attention to the statistics or? <sighs> it's, it's actually embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I mean, uh, I, um, I, I look, I, I coach and I coach a game and um, when I talk to the when we get an academy intake or mm. um, a 19 team and the coaches introduce me and they say, um, go and Google him, um, it's uh, embarrassing, you know, because, you know, today it's, I mean, 11 point, what do you say? What is it? 11.95. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it's not over one or two games, you know, it's uh, over, uh, what, 14, 15 seasons? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of talking to cricketers about benchmarks, about international benchmarks and provincial benchmarks and franchise benchmarks. We're talking about 22, an average of 22, and, yeah. and here it's 11.6. But no, look, I mean, I never, did, I, took, I never ever took note of stats. It wasn't really um, something I, you know, sort of would notice. I mean, getting the most wickets at the end of the season and you get an award for that, and it's, oh, okay, wow, I didn't yeah. really know it took, took 42 wickets. But... Um, it's you know now that they've they sort of put all these stats together, it's it's, it's quite crazy actually the stats. <laughs> now I also googled you. I must be honest that and, and uh, Wikipedia says that you were a fast bowler with a slingy action. Um, I don't know if that's correct. I, I never got to see you. Uh, I was much younger, but we heard about you. But is that a correct description of your action? Uh, if correct, uh, was that where the pace really came from? Yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, it was really only in the latter stages of my career where. Um, you know, when I after I'd gone a couple of games, I mean, a couple of seasons to India, I mean England, where um, I'd focus. I'd now become a, a professional cricketer at the club, and and I'd bowl a serious amount of overs. So, and with the with the conditions in England, um, swing, um, it, I worked quite hard on my action again, and um, to in, to ensure that I could do a lot more with the ball than I'd what I'd done before. Before all I wanted to do was bowl fast, but now. I wanted to bowl, I wanted to swing, mm -hmm. uh, swing a ball, have the skills to bowl at any stage in the game, whether it be up front with a new ball or later stages with, a, with the older ball. So um, that's where I focus quite a lot on my. And then I wanted to now become the best player. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said you had that, that uh, uh, few seasons in England. That was in the mid-80s, uh, you said. Which, which club in England did, did you have? Uh, you know, the, those two seasons with? I played for a club called Fergusley in Scotland. Mm. Um, I had an opportunity to play in the Lancashire League, but it fell through. Um, a number of, look, 
There were a number of years where I was promised, you know, this was going to happen and that's going to happen and it didn't happen. So this actually happened because of the club I was playing for in 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 in, in Actonville, Benoni. Um, and they, I mean, the the president of the club basically came up to me and said, are you keen to go and play overseas? And, and that's, you know, the club started helping me with funds and stuff like that and got to contacts and Barney Mohammed and I went across and, and played in, we played in Scotland and... Um, the first year when I got the note in you, I was, and mm. um, that was quite good, so there's no pressure. And um, by the end of the season, it was, you're coming back, <laughs> we've got a contract for you. So the following year, I went back and I took Nazim White and Samsuri Ahmed with me, and they went to the play in the same area with me. And um, so that was, but the important thing for me was to get qualified as a coach and spend two years doing that mm. in, in England. Now, I wanted to ask, because coming from the uh, um, uh, board side of cricket, you know, was it... Uh, very difficult to get in to playing club cricket in England because uh, I'm not sure. Like you said, they didn't know who you guys were. I don't think they knew that there was board cricket played in South Africa because it was South African Cricket Union at the time that was was the more popular, if I could say, uh, type of cricket or, or union. Uh, was it how were you uh, received uh, in, in England? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, so uh, to me, it, I mean, I, I mean, I got to Scotland. I mean, I got out of the. Um, I got out of a train and I had to meet somebody at the train station after getting a train from London to, to Glasgow. And I got out and I stood at the station there and were looking for somebody who looks familiar and nobody <laughs> looks familiar. And this guy came up to me and asked me if I'm Vincent. And I said, yes. So the, the, I got introduced to the club that same day and nobody knew who I was. And um, look, by the end of, in fact, I first practiced the next day, it was snowing, so it wasn't great. But, um, you know, and then, and then as it, I started playing, played a couple of seasons, pre-season friendlies, and I could see, look, okay, we, yeah. we can bowl a bit. And and then as the season got on, it became, you know, pro. We need twenty-five good overs from you today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you, but you're right. It wasn't. I mean, you know, the Union Cricket has obviously got the exposure. We didn't. Yeah. Um, and and for that reason, there wasn't. You know, players didn't play in the counties. I yeah. mean, I, I didn't. I sort of they were talking to me about playing county seconds and possibly playing in a county, but it never happened. It's, um, which was disappointing. So um, I owe so much to you know um, the guys at, in Transvaal and uh, my club in Actonville mm. who, who ensured that I you know I can go and play overseas. Mm. Well, uh, that is fantastic. Now um, there's been many stories, and we spoke about that off air. That I just need to correct the one year going around as to how uh, quick you really were. Well, I remember as a teen playing at Seripat Road, which I'm sure you as well, because Western Province played there many games. Uh, when Natal were playing Province, and uh, the most popular question going around was, "Is Vinny in the team?" Because the guys were actually petrified of you, Vinny. Uh, uh, and then another one was that, well, I got the names wrong. You mentioned Stanley Governor. Um, where you hit him on the head. Just talk to us about some of those stories, you know. <laughs> uh, it's nice to just reminisce about those things, it's just to give an idea of really how fast you were and how dangerous you were as well at the same time. Uh, it's, it's actually a terrible story about Stan, <laughs> but Stan is a very good friend of mine. and um, we, I was actually playing with Transvaal at the mm. time. We played at um, Lynn Stadium, and um, I did him... I bounced him and uh, meet him, and he had he had, had a helmet on, but he didn't have the grid in front. Mm. So he just had a two perspex um, ear protections or temple protections, and so I hit him under the helmet, and, it, and um, he had to go to hospital. Uh, Twelve stitches 
<laughs> this is embarrassing. You're embarrassing me, Ferros. Uh, yeah, everyone thinks that I'm this, I'm this kind, kind-hearted gentleman. And uh, but anyway, so the the game was sort of coming. It was getting close. Look, they were eight down. Mustafa Khan, the captain, was batting, and um, and Watila came back from hospital. So he's sitting on the side of the field. Yeah. I was sort of fielding close to him. I walked across to him to say, "Stan, how are you doing?" And yeah. Uh, 12 stitches in my body. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then Mustafa Khan, it started to look like it was going to get dark, so, um, and we couldn't get, we couldn't actually get Mustafa out. He was batting well, and um, um, we, we also, we were bowling our spinners because, you know, the bad light mm. and stuff like that. So, um, um, Mustafa Khan then said to Stan, you know, couldn't pad up, you know, and Stan, I mean, his one eye was yeah. closed, and I said, Stan, are you crazy? Stan, Stan said, I'm not, I'm not batting up, so, Mustafa Khan actually walked right up to him and said to him, you will better, mm. which he did. So, <laughs> so he stands sitting on the side of the field with his pads on, and I walked up to him and said, if you come out of the field, I'm going to finish you off. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I, I didn't mean that. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to do that. But um, he walked past me. They lost the eighth wicket, um, the ninth wicket, and Stan walked one past me, and he said to me, do me a favor, and he just bowed straight to the stumps, yeah. which I did, and knocked his stumps out the yeah. ground. I mean, it's, it was crazy, but it's... Um, yeah, that's a horrible story. <laughs> <laughs> now, you played in a very dominant Western province team. In fact, uh, province won the Howard Bowl on every occasion from the 79-80 season until unification, except for two seasons, 84-85 and 85-86, when Eastern province won that. So talk to us about some of the players you played with in that province team. You mentioned a few guys at club. I'm sure they would have been similar in, into the Western. Talk to us about some of those players that you played with. Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's always been a, a very strong... Uh, Western Province always been very strong from the time I made my debut. I mean, the, the change room was filled with unbelievable cricketers. I mentioned them, the two Majid brothers, mm-hmm. um, um, Ibrahim Isaac, Brahim Isaac was a better wicketkeeper, um, Bruce Majid, Charlie Vasakalkvake, these are all guys, you know, that I admired. And, and from that time, it was a very strong side. I made my debut against Eastern Province, in fact, and uh, we won. Um, I got dropped because I was, I was told, um, I remember. I'm um, sorry, Lefty Adams was 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 the was the many um, captain, um, and said to me, um, "Lighty, you got three overs, <laughs> so uh, to take a wicket, and then after three overs, um, three overs, not for six, um, he took me off. So um, I got dropped after that, didn't play again, and I played in the B side, and then the following year I got back in the side, and um, um, well, that continued playing after that. Mm-hmm. But over the years, right up to Unity, it was always very strong. I mean, even at the Unity, um, guys like like Vaik Davis, mm-hmm. Nazim White, um, Miley Pardin, Tion Kemp, you know, these guys, Jack Manak was playing mm-hmm. for Western Promotes also. I mean, these guys were phenomenal cricketers. And it's a pity that at Unity, look, Unity came a bit too late for me. Yeah. I always knew that was going to happen. But um, for a lot of these guys, it's a pity that yeah. they didn't get the opportunity to play, mm-hmm. you know, in the provincial setup and... and uh, and show what they were, how good they really were. You know, it was always, it seemed, it was like they had to be extra special and when they were extra special. Yeah. Uh, Vincent, we're just going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Vinnie Bounce. This is Inside Sports. Asalaamu Alaikum, welcome back. Just gone uh, 20 to 9, you're listening to Inside Sport. My guest tonight is the former Western Province fast bowler and a batswood defender, Vinnie Abans. I just got a message coming through uh, 
from Nasser Antulev. And he says, Salams, please convey my regards to Vinnie Barnes, ex-Montrose and Western Province cricketer. Remember Nasser Antulev? Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, we were chatting about... Um, uh, uh, some of the players you played with, with the, in the province team, there must be some other players from the opposition that also gave you a hard time as well. I'm sure there were a few that you never really knocked over easily. Who were some of these guys? Can you remember some of these guys? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I, mean, when I started playing, um, uh, there were certain people I actually admired, um, besides, you know, Western Province players. Mm. Um, Jeff France was a, a fast bowler from EP who I absolutely admired, loved watching him bowl. Mm. And for a while I tried to actually copy him, which I couldn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, there was, they were a very, very strong side. Harun Logot was yes. extremely very, he was a very good cricketer. Yes. And, and in fact, he was, I found him to be one of my toughest opponents. Um, you know, he was a dogged batsman, left-hander. Bowl beautiful um, swing as well, and um, I th- he was a very good cricketer. Mm. Um, and over the years, um, you know, like I said, in, in the in the in the EP side, there were the number. Stephen Dry was also a fast bowler, mm. opened the bowling with 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 Jeff France. And um, Kaya Majola, the late Kaya Majola, um, Garth Karambi, you know, these guys are fantastic cricketers. These are the guys that um, me as a young fast bowler with Western Province playing against a lot of these guys and. And when they did win our ball, you know, these were the guys that were helping them because mm. they were very, always a very strong side. No, fantastic. And your, your, you moved to Transvaal 85, 86. You said two seasons you were there. Why the move up to the north? Um, yeah, it was, you know, I was sort of, yeah, I actually can't remember why. I just remember Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie Mohammed who, who had moved to Transvaal um, asking me one day, would you consider coming to play in um for a club in Transvaal and help me and you coach in Transvaal. So I, I thought, wow, well, you know, it's mm. not a bad idea, but I had to give it some thought. Um, you know, my wife was working back here, so I mean, I couldn't just mm. move. Um, so we gave it some thought and eventually, you know, I, I, I moved and uh, linked up. I had no idea where I was going. Um, linked up with Actonville Spurs in Benoni and um, had an absolutely wonderful time there. Um, came there, saw the club, it was really um, a couple of, couple of teams and um, um, we started a we started a junior section and I, I basically started a junior section because whenever we practice cricket, the field was full of footballers. Mm. So the field is, there's footballers playing, I mean, there's football games going on all over. And I actually got all these coaches and asked them, do you guys not be interested in playing cricket? Because we had no junior section. Yeah. And... Um, they said, okay, fine. I said, well, look, let's introduce you to cricket, like six aside competition where you just come and have fun. And that's where junior section started. I mean, I went to their function, I think it was a 40th anniversary last year. And, um, you know, the club has grown so much. And um, so, yeah, so that's, that's where it started. I spent a couple of years there and then came back. Fantastic. And, of course, I, I need to ask you, because uh, with the Transvaal, I know uh, Jack Manuk was... Uh, he topped the uh, the bowling, uh, the wicket taking, uh, you know, the averages and the number of wickets on quite a few occasions. Um, how was Jack Manak in terms of being a fast bowler? Jack was, I mean, Jack was complete opposite of me. I mean, Jack was obviously a lot taller than me. Uh, big in swing, I swung mm. a ball away from a right hander. He swung a ball back in. Um, unbelievable cricket. And my first, the first game I actually played um, when I'm. Met this guy. Um, he was actually, he was actually cleaning us up. We were 
Jack was on uh, like six for 21 or something and we were in trouble, real, real trouble myself. And I was, at, I came to the wicket and Said Majid was at the, uh, at the, at the crease and he said to me, um, all you do is you just block, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, don't try and do anything fancy here. Um, I'll, I'll take on the bowling. So it wasn't the first time it was going to happen <laughs> to me. So, um, that's all I was going to do, block. And then Jack beat him, um, Jack Manak beat him a couple of times and, um, and then Jack chirped him. So I looked at Jack and I said, you, you actually, do you know what you do? Um, this is like a legend of the yes. game and you're chirping him, you little light here. And um, so, I, so I just walked, by, I walked up to him, actually walked right up to him and said, right, this is now me and you, I'm gonna take you apart, which he did. You know, and Jack finished with seven for 90 odd. And uh, I just did, I, we had a hell of a partnership. I scored one not out yeah. and I just, but um, that was Jack, intro, that's when I met Jack. and. Um, we, we eventually started playing together um, for Transvaal. He came to Western Province, we played here. I met him overseas a couple of times, played a couple of games with his club mm. um, in Yorkshire League. So um, became very good friends. No, fantastic. Now, you also gained selection for the end of season SACB team on a number of occasions as well. And that was a team chosen to play, I think, the Boards 11, the best of the, of the season and versus the Boards 11. That must have been a huge honor as well. You know, although you guys never had a country to play for, but that was an honor for you guys. Yeah. Um, so, so, so what they eventually did was um, the, the actual hour ball winners would play against South Africa mm. and um, in a game, in a four day game. And um and they would then select, you know, at the end of the at the end of the game, just do an announcement of the South African board side, cricket board side, which was yeah, I mean, it was obviously a fantastic honour. Fantastic. We're talking to uh, Vinny Barnes, the former Western Province fast bowler and bats with defender. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion. This is Inside Sports. Assalamualaikum, just gone 10 to 9, you're listening to Inside Sport. My guest tonight is the former Western Province fast bowler and bats with defender Vidi Barnes. Vidi, I need to ask, are there any regrets knowing that uh, you, like many other sportsmen and women who played under the SACOS banner, couldn't get a chance to play at the highest level? Um, absolutely not. Um, you know, the, the important thing for me was, um, look, look I, I, I sort of realized early in my career, both football and cricket that he was never going to be playing for my country so um, the important thing for me was was to to enjoy what I was doing um, which I was you know sport basically became crea- recreational it's you know there's no goal of playing for your country and um, but the important thing for me was to ensure that um, as a as a sportsman and, and as an influential sportsman is that I I stuck to my principles and, and ensured that you know, I was never going to play cricket or football on the other side. And uh, but if the opportunity did come, you know, I would I would like to play a role in in someone else playing, you know, for the country. And um, unfortunately, now I'm, I can do it. So um, so that to me is um, I've got no regrets about what I did in my um, sporting career. I've enjoyed every minute of it. So many highlights. I mean, in fact, my whole sporting career is mm. is filled and is full of highlights. And um, you know, I'm, I've got no regrets now. You know, like you say, you know, obviously now you, you're playing in a role in helping 
others come through the system and I'm sure that must be a brilliant feeling uh, for you. Now following your retirement you became a coach and a very successful one at that. Uh, still involved uh, in charge of the SA under 19s, SAA, assistant coach to Mickey Arthur, bowling coach for the Proteas. It must have been such a great pleasure wor- wor- working with the national players knowing you uh, played a part in uh, the development of some of these guys that have come through now and, and are playing at that highest level. Yeah, um, it's um, look. Uh, my coaching career has been um, just absolutely wonderful. I mean, uh, it's. Um, I mean, there obviously many, many times where where I think, why am I doing this? And um, but um, you know, it's also been fantastic. I mean, it was nine years with the Proteus, which was to me was a fantastic nine mm-hmm. years, and it, I learned so much about the game itself, about people, about countries, about cultures, about myself. Um, and that to me was was quite important. And you know, once I left the Proteus in 2011, I was up, I was fortunate to be given an opportunity to coach in the high performance structure, um, and and continue to 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 bring cricket through the structure through our cricketing pipeline, and um, which I'm still doing. Well, just about to touch on that, you currently hold the post of CSA bowling lead and high performance uh, manager. Tell us about uh, the role of this current uh, post. So. Um, the high performance manager I've been for the past probably nine years now. So, um, but it, it, it oversees all the cricket teams um, beneath the Proteas, from the Proteas all the way down to basically to franchise cricket. So the South African and 19 national academies, men and women, South African and 19 women and men, mm. um, South African A side, all these all these teams now fall under the high performance program and. Um, we just we just uh, introduced a new structure now, which is fantastic. We got more, we got high quality coaches, and um, I've been asked to do the bowling again. So, um, which is fantastic. I was doing a sort of, um, I was sort of doing it on an ad hoc basis, mm-hmm. not really. Um, but now it's it's my passion, and uh, so I'm glad to be back in doing that again. And for the past couple of weeks now, I've been been testing a number of bowlers around the country. Well, I'm sure you're going to be, get, uh, you're going to be uh, getting busier now with the uh, cricket season upon us as well. We just got a message here from your old uh, teammate, uh, Vinny Ian Southgate. He said, did Vinny say that he hates losing? Vinny has a big heart and a great team man. Also must add, he knows where he came from. Salute to a fine sportsman. I'll take him to war if need be. So, uh, you know, Ian, uh, I must say, Ian is... Uh, Obviously, I think he was a great uh, t- a team player, a great uh, teammate, because it's really only good comments about all you guys that played in the Batswood team. You know, uh, we had Adib, we had Roger, so, and they've also said a lot of good things about Ian as well. So, uh, look, Verdi Barnes, uh, thank you very much for spending uh, some time with me this evening. It was uh, great chatting to you. And we look forward to having you maybe again soon in the studio. Uh, all the best to you. Thanks very much for that. Uh, that was Vincent Barnes chatting to us tonight. And uh, I hope you enjoyed another edition of Inside Sport. I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From Ifiro Sheikh, have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape.